This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Lead Without Limits, the podcast that explores how your mind and soul energy, together with your actions and intentions, impact your leadership presence and bring heart and consciousness into your life. Join your host, certified business and life coach, Stefania Rigo, as she brings you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business in their community. And as she gives you the wisdom you need to help shape the future of society and our planet. Now here's your host, Stefania. Hello, everyone. This is Stefania, your host of the Lead Without Limits podcast. In this episode, I'm subverting the format a bit. I don't have a guest. I'm going to be flying solo on this one and talking about a topic that is dear and near to my heart. So here it goes. Imagine it's a Wednesday afternoon and you are excited and also very anxious. You're getting ready for a Zoom call with a potential client. You met this lady at a networking event and had a first short one-on-one call last week. You really like her. It seems like you had a great connection. She said she wanted to find out more about your business and you offered her a complimentary discovery session. You really need to sign her up. You're behind on your dollar numbers and goals for this month. Because of that, you feel pressure You're anxious. Oh my gosh, it's so hard to go through this process. Last time you weren't able to sign the prospect into your program. They said they couldn't afford it. You must be asking too much money. Yes, let's go over this time and sign him up. Gosh, it's so hard to do this part of the business. So, Does that sound like the voice in your head? Maybe not the exact words, but is the sentiment there? Hey everyone, listen up. I have great news for you. Enrolling clients is a process anyone can master. Yes, anyone, including you. You don't have to feel like you're in sales to do it. In this episode, I'm going to share eight simple steps to a powerful enrollment conversation. As a business coach, I work with women who own their own business. They are experts and knowledge leaders in their field. And what I find is that too many of them hate the sales process. That's not why they got in business. As a result, they're not making the money they know they should be making. Too many talented women struggle in their business because they're not confident in sales. So many of us are stuck with the stereotypical models of sales and we don't wanna be in sales. That's not why we got in business. 
Well, I have news for you. If you own a business, you are in sales. And hey, let me share, I struggled with this myself. I have 30 plus years of sales in three different industries. I've attended workshops of some of the premier sales trainers. And although I learned much in each one of those workshops, I never felt the approaches they taught were authentic. I had biases. I had a resistant mindset. The first couple of years, I struggled. I knew I was certain I loved serving and helping people. I knew I was really good at that. But I felt like a fish out of water when it came to actually talking about contracts, pricing, when it came to overcoming their objections, which seems like they were always the same. I could not find my mojo and hated the fact that to be of service and use my skills and my superpowers, I had to feel like I was in sales first. So in this episode, I'm gonna share my coaching tips and how I personally flipped my own mindset and helped my clients change their mindset around the enrollment conversation. I introduce a proven process that will remove the anxiety and fear of making you feel salesy. So let's get excited about your next conversation with a potential client because your business depends on it. The first thing I'd like to share is that it's super important to have a good process and a script that it feels authentic and confident and that you can use consistently. There are three reasons why this is important. First of all, you wanna show up in a leadership position in any conversation with a client. You are the expert and you want to serve at a high level as a pro. In order to do that in an enrollment conversation, you owe it to the person you're meeting to to be prepared, to be confident, to have a consistent process. Number two, having a process and an enrollment conversation that's scripted and rehearsed is that it will take the anxiety and pressure off of you. The what do I say is gone. You get out of your head and you can focus on the person in front of you. Number three, if you use the same process consistently, you'll be able to measure results. How does that work? Well, at the end of the, each one of these enrollment conversations, you won't be left guessing if you failed or succeeded because of what you said. So. Did I say the right thing? Did, did they not sign up? This one didn't sign up and the one last time did because this time I didn't say this or that. We take all the guessing game out of it. We set a consistent program. We have a consistent conversation. We serve at a consistent level. 
So before we get started talking about the process, the eight steps to a powerful enrollment conversation, I'd like to make a recommendation and give you some context. My recommendation is slow the process down. Depending on the price of your programs and the time commitment of your programs and services, you may want to gift a complimentary one hour minimum session, perhaps even two one hour sessions. That's up to you. The point is, it's important to build a relationship of trust and to be sure that not only your services and products are really going to help this client's needs, but that they are the ideal client for you. So be generous with your time. This enrollment conversation may be the most important step for both you and the prospective client. Let them have a high level experience. Let them have an experience of what it's like to spend time with you one-on-one. -on -one. This will make all the difference in the world on whether they sign up for your high dollar programs. I once had a client that was so traumatized by her enrollment failures. She had been coached by somebody else to sell these high dollar programs in a 15 minute phone call. She was failing, of course she was. She was almost out of business. She was attracting a whole lot of business through her advertising on a website and through her great networking skills. But by the time she had the enrollment conversation, this 15 minute enrollment conversation, she had to sell it based on pricing with absolutely no confidence, no trust and, and no relationship with this prospect. Her self-confidence was shattered. She had been told no so many times. She thought she was going to go out of business. So another recommendation, do not talk about money until the very end. That's step eight. If they ask about money or cost up front, which they very well may because they may be anxious about it, let them know that there'll be time to talk about money later. That this conversation is about getting to know each other, to find out what her needs or his needs are, and for her or him to find out about you. So those are my two recommendations. Slow the process down and don't talk about money. Now, let me give you some context before I get into these eight powerful steps of an enrollment conversation. Context is important. Please listen to this point. Let these eight steps be almost like a sacred journey. For me, they are. They are not to be taken simply as a rote process that is delivered automatically and casually. For me, this conversation should be very high level and a heart-centered conversation. 
the prospect, the person you're having this conversation with, your prospective client is an individual. They have their own unique story, their gifts, their failures, their fears. You will want to create a safe and heart-centered space for them to be heard. Sometimes they're gonna share with you something they've never spoken out loud. They will be vulnerable. They may get emotional. I've had clients cry in this process. Honor it, please. Prepare yourself for the conversation. Clear your calendar. Turn off your technology. Get in the right mindset before you make the call. Clear the mental clutter. Be and get fully present. Set the stage for a very high level experience. One more thing before I get into the eight steps. For the purpose of this podcast, I need to point out that I'm sharing the eight steps and more or less as an outline. Because the way I work with my clients in developing a curated individualized script is to co-author them with it, co-author the script with them. It's a script that for each one of you should reflect your authentic voice and is 100% relevant to your programs and services, which I also work individually with my clients to create as part of this process. So view this as an outline, of course, not as a representation of a complete, in-depth, fully authored and scripted process. So, okay, without further ado, Here they are, eight steps to a great enrollment conversation. Step one, set up the conversation. This is where you start creating the experience. Put them at ease. They are your guest, you're their host. Share the general agenda. And it's a good idea to share some rules of engagement. This is an opportunity for you to take the lead and for them to relax. Let them know you have a plan. You'll be their guide. You want them to know this is gonna be all about them, that you're 100% in the spirit of curiosity to deeply listen and excited to get to know them. If you don't already know them from previous conversations. Make sure to introduce yourself, your business, your credentials, and make sure to ask them how they found out about you and what inspired them to reach out specifically to you. So step one is kind of like an accordion, right? It's longer if this is the very first time you've talked to them. It's briefer and shorter if you've already met them. Step two, ask them to elaborate on their concerns. 
Why are they reaching out to you? Go into the details, go deep, ask questions. Invite them to explore their presenting issues, what their pain points are. Why are they talking to you now? Ask permission. Can I ask you why you're talking to me now? Why is this important now? Why have you reached out today and taken your valuable time for this conversation? Step three, invite them to explore their big goals and dreams. So they've shared in step two their concerns, what the reality on the ground for them is now, so to speak. In step three, you want to start giving them permission and creating an experience where they can explore their dreams, their aspirations, their big goals. What would like, what are they specifically? And ask for permission. Why is that goal important? Why, why that, why now? What will like, what will life look like? What will your business look like when the concerns you expressed are overcome and these big dreams and these goals have come to fruition. Go into the details, go deep. Again, ask why questions. Why that? Why now? Why is that important? What will your life look like? What will your family's life look like? Who will this big dream, once it happens, impact? And by the way, you've done that in step two also, I failed to mention. It's not just about them. These issues and concerns that they're coming to you with, who else are they impacting before them? We don't live in a vacuum, right? We have teams in our business. We have people in our family. We have an impact in all those around us, both with our reality on the ground and the problems we have now, and also when we voice our aspirational big dreams and goals. Explore all of that. Take your time, slow the process down. Step two and step three are super important. Step four, have them talk about what life will look like in six months and in a year if they don't address the concerns they shared with you in step two. If they're not able to reach these goals they just shared with you in step three. So what will it look like? Go deep again, let them imagine and talk. Usually if we have a problem today, if we don't solve it, there's an expectation that in six months or a year, things will be worse, not better, right? If we keep doing more of the same and we ignore our reality of the on the ground, we keep being who we are now, doing what we're doing now, practicing the same habits and behaviors, we're going to get the same results in a week, in a month in six months, in a year, we're gonna be in the same place. And usually because things are cumulative, both in terms of 
building on our, our new habits and our new goals, and also in terms of stagnation, it's going to look worse for them, right? The reality on the ground, unless they address it, is going to be more painful later, even than it is now. Let them explore that. It's important for them to acknowledge that to themselves. This is going to be kind of a scary part of the conversation for them, but don't rush them through it. You have to get comfortable with their discomfort. Step five, bring them to a place of being honest with themselves about their level of commitment to change. Are they ready? So they said, these are my pain points. These are my big dreams and goals. We've seen the gap, right? Are they ready to do the work? At this point, you may want to ask them, for example, a, a, a scale question. So on a, a, here's an example of one I use that's used a lot. On a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to getting dot, 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 state their goal back to them in exact words, right? So pick one of their big goals and dreams that they shared with you and put it in that scaling questions in their exact words. Let's say you say scale of one to 10, if they're below an eight, I like to go further and explore. So what I like to explore is, okay, you're an eight, why not a three? Yes, you're going to th be thinking as you hear me say this right now, that seems counterintuitive. Don't we usually want to ask why not a 10? So what's it going to take to get from an eight to a 10? And Stefania, you're asking, you're an eight, why aren't you a three? That's okay. For me, Stefania, by asking why not a three, what I do is I encourage them to focus on what is motivating them right now, right? To state why they're an eight. What have they already committed to? What is making them an eight? If I ask him what it's gonna to take to be a 10, then I'm looking, I'm asking them to focus on what they're lacking to get fully motivated or committed, right? They may flounder with that, they may not even know. And, and how do you build on that, what they're lacking? Let's build on what they say makes them an eight. That's just kind of my way I approach it. But for each of you, it'll be different. There's no right or wrong answer here, it's a preference. And again, do what feels authentic and congruent for you. And I have to admit that sometimes I have gone the other way and asked, what does it take to be at 10? Most of the time I focus the other direction, but I really do follow my gut. And if I've been really connected with this person through this process and we're now deep into this conversation, I, I usually am guided, you know, to, to ask one way or another. But most of the time I ask them why they're an eight and not a three. And that kind of puts them in a different state. And it's really interesting what they come up with. So let's go to step six. In step six, you take the lead and you want to summarize for them and paint a picture of what they've shared to you. So 
Let me let me um, reflect back to you. You might want to say, or or what you've shared with me is so uh, amazing, and I I really want to share with you what I've heard. Use their own words, by the way. I take some notes on keywords they're using. Let them feel like you really heard them. That. Up to now, what they have shared, their fears, their vulnerabilities, the places they're stuck, their current failures, the reality on the ground that's so distressful for them, and their big goals, their big dreams, and how far away they are, and how they they don't even give sometimes themselves permission to think about them, right? Because they're so in crises. Share with them, let them know you heard them, you see them. At this point, when you've painted this picture for them, the reality on the ground and their goals, you want to show them that you can bridge. You can be their bridge builder. You can bridge that chasm for them. You can partner with them in bridging that. And the way to do that, a nice way to do them, is to share a client success story of a client you helped that had similar issues. So I encourage you to um, separately, while you're working or reworking or retuning your enrollment conversation, to think about three or four or five uh, clients that had different issues that come up for you regularly with your programs and your services, where you really helped a client and share without, of course, breaching confidentiality, share that story of the client's presenting issue, their reality on the ground when they came to you, their dreams of aspirations, and how you bridged that gap, how you were able to help them. That's a powerful, powerful moment for the person sitting across from you in this enrollment conversation. They will feel hope. By the way, this is not about you and your ego sharing how great you are. It's more about a spirit of advocacy and of hope and of letting the person sitting across from you or on Zoom, see that, hey, you're not alone. There are others out there sharing your issues, concerns, and problems. And I have been able to help them. Step seven. This is the commitment step, I call it. This is where they commit to themselves. This is where the person across from you doesn't commit to you and your programs and services. They actually commit to themselves, to their growth, to their big dreams, to their big goals. So that's the energy around step seven. You become the servant leader at a high level and the advocate for their big goals and dreams. 
So I have to pause and share that as a coach, as a business coach, I love co-authoring this powerful step with my clients. This is where I get to support clients in doing transformational work around their beliefs about all the sales stuff and the salesy stuff. This is where I get to support the clients into shifting their mindset to becoming client advocates and stop feeling like they're selling. Step eight, another really juicy one. Ooh, I love this one, pricing and programs. This is where we get to the money talk. There is so much that comes up at step eight for both us in the process of becoming really great at our enrollment conversation and always for the prospect. I love step eight. This is where we get to the juicy stuff. I love it when clients I coach get to work through their money stuff, their self-imposed limitations about pricing, worth, their unique value they bring, and how to step into a powerful place of leadership in their business. All that work has to be done before step eight pricing and programs is foolproof, is the place where you get excited. It's the place where the person you've been having the conversation with gets excited because they finally get to make a commitment to themselves. And you get excited because you're excited about being their advocate, about having them as a client. I'm passionate about talking about the objections, the excuses that prospect makes, that, come, that the prospect comes up with to avoid committing to themselves out of their own fears and limitations. It's one of my favorite topics about enrollment. But that's for another podcast or conversation. So in step eight, you become an advocate for the prospect. If they bring the, what I call the big three objections, which are, I don't have the money, one. Number two, I need to talk to my spouse or partner or whoever. And number three, I don't have the time to do this right now. If one of those big three comes up, you get to become the expert at holding a mirror up to them and reflect back to them what they have shared through this conversation. The very words they shared with you about their dreams and their reality on the ground. You get to show them how you will be the bridge builder for them, how you are the advocate for them. The bridge builder between the big goals and the current reality, which is unsustainable. By the way, here's an important point. When they get to step seven or eight and they get excited and they're ready to sign up, stop talking, sign them up. If they ask you to sign up, stop talking. 
sometimes we get so much in our own head about this point at the stage and, and we're so excited and anxious both, we don't even hear them. We just keep talking them into it when they're already fully committed. So at this point, it's also important to be fully transparent with them. Make sure you slow them down and slow yourself down and get clear on your expectation of a full commitment from them to do the work, to be ready for change. Sometimes they've had such a great conversation with you to this point that they're, they're, that they're just ready to like sign up and they haven't really paused and thought about the fact that they're gonna have to step up, that they're gonna have to commit the time, they're gonna have to commit the work, they're gonna have to show up. And as a high level coach or a, whoever, you know, whatever, whatever industry you're in, for me as a high level business coach, I need them to be fully ready and engaged, not just excited about this one conversation and acting impulsively, right? Because the work has yet to start. If your instincts tell you that they're fully ready to go and their enthusiasm is beyond this one conversation, that they're ready for your full price, your full process through the full term of the commitment, then they're your ideal client, right? If they are not, or you don't feel your program is for them, please do the ethical thing be open and honest and vulnerable about your own reality on the ground. Don't sign them up. Leave the door open for working together sometime in the future, whether they're not ready or whether you're not ready for them. This is how you build a practice and a business full of raving fans that help spread the word about you and refer clients to you. So let's summarize and demystify sales. So you can have a process where you are fully authentic you find your own style and voice, a process that you practice, get good at, that makes you feel confident, that creates a great experience for your prospective client and for you. So that every time you have an opportunity to have an enrollment conversation, you are excited. It is actually what you are looking to create at least one or two of a week. My mission in coaching my clients is to transform this experience of sales conversation from uncertainty and anxiety to excitement and success, where it's a win-win. I encourage you to be genuine, vulnerable, focused, and curious, and listen deeply 
lean in with people for a minimum of an hour. If you're not interested in them and what they're saying in that hour, you need to be honest with yourself. They may not be your ideal client. Do not let your neediness for clients and money lead your energy. They will pick up on that. You will have all the clients and money you need if you have lots of these conversations that are great experiences for you and the prospect. This is how you get clients that will pay you the price you should be asking. So stop worrying about the money and start focusing on how to create an incredible experience, high level experience for the prospects. Deal with your limiting self-beliefs about sales leads. Explore your relationship with money. All of this comes up in the process of developing a good enrollment conversation. Think of this as a process to develop your skills, to discover how you bring heart and your own unique, authentic voice, your gift of intuition to your business. I hope you found value in this content. Please reach out to me via email at stefania at stefaniarigo.com. Let me hear your thoughts about this episodes. And always, please, if you feel so compelled, write a podcast review. They really help. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead Without Limits. Each week, we bring you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business and their community. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Lead Without Limits, go to EWNpodcastNetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. Until next time, remember that as leaders, we have the power to shape the future of society and our planet. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here today to lead without limits in your own life. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula 
covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.